podcast. ACIM podcast, Course in Miracles podcast. We are moving into a new review period, review three, and I'm just going to go ahead and read over the, um, I'm going to read the introduction and then I'm just going to, I'll probably plow through these lessons in all honesty. I'm sure they will be some anecdotes as well. I've been reading, speaking of, I've been reading this, um, or not reading, I've been watching this, this YouTube channel of this psychotherapist who is without question one of the most brilliant minds to ever exist. And his name is, what is his name? Let me see if I can, his name is uh, Professor Sam Vaknin, V-A-K. V-A-K-N-I-N. I believe he's like German or Austrian. He's got a like a German or Austrian accent. But he's he's got over a thousand videos in his YouTube channel. And some of them are well over an hour. And this he's got a couple or several rather on narcissism and the narcissistic ego and he basically says that someone who's a narcissist like a real narcissist actually doesn't have an ego um it's just this bizarre peculiar self-servingness that they embody now this the the thing that i will say about him is that he does not uh he's not spiritual like there's no room for spirit in anything that he says in in all of the videos that i've watched of his i don't see him referring to god or miracles or anything like that and I find that to be, it's very powerful to be able to ingest someone's information or take in someone's information or take in someone's channel who doesn't have the, the spiritual inclination necessarily. It's still very, very powerful. But my point is that in watching some of his videos on narcissism and the, nar- the textbook narcissist and narcissism in general, he just really does an amazing job of cutting to the chase of the insanity of it and the selfishness of it and the animalistic nature of the narcissist or like the true narcissist. It, it's it's kind of crazy if you if you've ever taken a psychology class and if you ever took any psychology classes in college, this may have happened to you where this teacher starts talking about a particular psychological condition and you immediately give yourself that condition. So, of course, I am relating to myself as a result of watching these videos as a textbook narcissist. I am not going to lie. I do have some narcissistic tendencies, but I'm not like the like a, a full... Uh, I do not believe that I am a diagnosable narcissist. I certainly possess compassion and empathy and I'm not sociopathic. Uh, I sure, sure hope I'm not. Um, I can't even, I can't even stand to watch like a, I, I step over bugs on the sidewalk, but if you'll hear my speaking right there, it's I, 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 me, 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 I, 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 me, me, me. And that's sort of like the narcissistic core of the ego. So if you're interested in exploring any sort of, 
like a traditional psychotherapeutic avenue just to familiarize yourself with the mechanisms of the ego, uh, particularly the mechanisms of, of the abnormal ego, uh, what he refers to as like the lack of ego altogether. So he, he's kind of like he rips on um, he kind of rips on spiritualists a little bit, too, which I find which I find funny and also pretty amazing. Because when someone's talking about transcending their ego, like that's often very narcissistic in nature. And uh, Course in Miracles is, in fact, there's a, there's a section in the end of the, after the course, so it goes, there's the textbook and then there's the actual Course in Miracles, which is what we are working through together. And then there are some, some supplementary sections, I think that's the word, some supplements at the end or some additions at the end. And one of them is entitled Psychotherapy. And it's really sort of a dissection of the ego from a psycho, uh, from a spiritual psychotherapeutic viewpoint. So check that out. I actually heard, uh, actually heard some, there was some dirt recently on Marianne Williamson in, uh, in the news. Apparently she was awful to her employees. Um, or the people who helped, uh, who worked for her on her presidential bid or her pres- presidential campaign. And that right there, that, you know, that I would assume or I would, um, it would strike me or what my observation there would be that she does exhibit a certain degree or uh, amount or caliber or whatever the word is of spiritual narcissism, as do I. I will not lie about that for a second. So when, you know, the report comes out or when the, you know, you could probably Google it and, and you, could, you could find out how awful she was to the people who worked with her on her, her campaign, um, the ego is going to want to jump in and do the thing that the ego does there, which is, I, I told you all these horrible spiritual people are all the same. How dare I? I'm going to burn her book now. I'm going to return to love my ass, like all that. There's a tendency to kind of go there with it and then there's so which would be the propensity of the narcissistic ego or the narcissistic ego would would want to go with that and then there's the yeah okay well this person just represents you know something inside of myself that I need to take a look at and by forgiving her or her for her uh, not so wonderful qualities I am in fact forgiving my own not so wonderful qualities and on and on goes this thing of ours um and this thing of ours being not the mafia uh being the uh the atonement so on and on this atonement goes this interlocking chain of forgiveness on and on it goes and when every person in the world has forgiven every other person we will have achieved heaven on Earth and the way that you take responsibility for your little piece in the atonement is just to forgive everyone for everything always. And as I've mentioned before, if you're having a problem finding people to forgive, just jump on Facebook and there they are. Just wait for that person to come through your feed who you can't stand or wait for, you know, you ever make the post and then you you see the you, you, you get the alert that, like, 
so-and-so commented on your post and you just know it's going to be this antagonistic thing. That person is your teacher. That person is showing up in your experience. That person is an assignment, perhaps, of the Holy Spirit put into your experience of life so that you can forgive them so that you can get closer to God. End spiritual rant. End rant. So I'm going to read this uh, introduction, which is looks like it's a little long. It's not too long. And then I'm just going to jump into the review, uh, which was Lesson 111, which will be a review of Lesson 91 and 92. So here we go. Review three. And I just looked forward. I just uh, scrolled forward, and it looks like part two of the book or part two of the course begins at Lesson... At lesson, where did it begin? Introduction. Looks like the part two of the book begins at lesson 221. So we've got another 100 lessons or so before we get into the the rebuilding of the self that is more connected with God or that is, is it's almost like the part one of the course, of the actual course, is the undoing of the ego and then part two is the rebuilding it into rebuilding of it, rebuilding of the ego or the self to align more with the self of God. I believe that's it. Don't quote me. Do your own research. Do your own googling. Do your own YouTubing. Come to your conclu- come to your own conclusions. Feel free to shoot me an email uh, with anything that you may find. Introduction. Our next review begins today. We will will review two recent lessons every day for 10 successive days of practicing. We will observe a special format for these practice periods that you are urged to follow just as closely as you can. We understand, of course, that it may be impossible for you to undertake what is suggested here as optimal each day and every hour of the day. Learning will not be hampered when you miss a practice period because it is impossible at the appointed time. Nor is it necessary that you make excessive efforts to be sure that you can catch up in terms of numbers. Rituals are not our aim and would defeat our goal. So in other words, just do your best. But learning will be hampered when you skip a practice period because you are unwilling to devote the time to it that you are asked to give. So basically, when your timer goes off and you say... Uh, you know what, to hell with it. I'm not going to do the Course of Miracles lesson, hourly lesson. That will, in fact, hamper your progress. Do not deceive yourself in this. Unwillingness can be most carefully concealed behind a cloak of situations you cannot control. So uh, a a situation that you cannot control would be like, uh, I was stuck in traffic. I couldn't do my lesson, right? And that's that could actually be an unwillingness that is carefully concealed. So it's the the circumstance is actually uh, concealing the fact that you are perhaps unwilling to do the lesson. Learn to distinguish situations that are poorly suited at your practice to your practice from those that you establish to uphold a camouflage for your unwillingness. So beware of the camouflages for your unwillingness. Like, what would a a camouflage would be? A camouflage for your unwillingness would be uh, my kid, I had to take my kid to school, so I couldn't do my course lesson. Or I got in a fight with my boyfriend or girlfriend, so I couldn't do my course lesson. Those could be camouflages for your unwillingness. 
Those practice periods that you have lost because you did not want to do them for whatever reason should be done as soon as you have changed your mind about the goal. You are unwilling to cooperate in practicing salvation only if it interferes with goals you hold more dear. When you withdraw the value given them, allow your practice periods to be replacements for your litanies to them. They gave you nothing, but your practicing can offer everything to you, and so accept their offering and be at peace. So let me see, what what does that mean? You are unwilling to cooperate in practicing salvation only if it interferes with goals that you hold more dear. So uh, I have to, you know, have sex for instead of practicing my Course in Miracles lesson. I have to, um, you know, go buy a new car instead of practicing my Course in Miracles lesson. So things that sort of serve the narcissistic core of the ego. The format you should use for these reviews is this. Devote five minutes twice a day or longer if you would prefer it to considering the thoughts that are assigned. Read over the ideas and comments that are written down for each day's exercise and then begin to think about them while letting your mind relate them to your needs, your seeming problems, and all your concerns. Place the ideas within your mind and let it use them as it chooses. Give it faith that it will use them wisely being helped in its decisions by the one who gave the thoughts to you. Who can you trust but what is in your what can you trust but what is in your mind? Have faith in these reviews. The means the Holy Spirit uses will not fail. The wisdom of your mind will come to your assistance. Give direction at the outset, then lean back in quiet faith and let the mind employ the thoughts you gave as they were given for it to use. You have been given them in perfect trust, in perfect confidence that you would use them well, in perfect faith that you would see their messages and use them for yourself. Offer them to your mind in that same trust and confidence and faith. It will not fail. It is the Holy Spirit's chosen means for your salvation. Since it has trust, his his means must surely merit yours as well. We emphasize the benefits to you if you devote the first five minutes of the day to your reviews and also give the last five minutes of your waking day to them. If this cannot be done, at least try to divide them so you will undertake one in the morning and the other in the hour just before you go to sleep. The exercises to be done throughout the day are equally important and perhaps of even greater value greater value. You have been inclined to practice only at appointed times and then go on your way to other things without applying what you learned to them. As a result, you have gained gained little reinforcement and have not given your learning a fair chance to prove how great are its potential gifts to you. Here is another chance to use it well. In these reviews, we stress the need to let your learning not lie idly by between your long practice periods. Attempt to give your daily two ideas a brief but serious review each hour. Use one on the hour and other one on the half and then and the other one a half or an hour later. You need not give more than just a moment to each one. Repeat it and allow your mind to rest a little time in silence and in peace. Then turn to other things, but try to keep the thought with you and let it serve to keep you and let it serve to help you keep your peace throughout the day as well. So let the thought of the day uh, help you to keep your peace. If you are shaken, think of it again. 
These practice periods are planned to help you form the habit of applying what you learn each day to everything you do. Do not repeat the thought and lay it down. Its usefulness is limitless to you, and it is meant to serve you in all ways, all times and places, and whatever you need help, and whenever you need help of any kind. Try then to take it with you in the business of the day and make it holy, worthy of God's Son, acceptable to God and to yourself. Each day's review assignments will conclude with a restatement of the thought to use each hour and the one to be applied on each half hour as well. Forget them. Forget them not. The, check in, the second chance with each of these ideas will bring such large advances that we come from these reviews with learning gains so great we will continue on more solid ground with firmer footsteps and with stronger faith. Do not forget how little you have learned. Do not forget how much you can learn now. Do not forget your father's need of you as you review these thoughts he gave to you. So I would suggest that perhaps you uh, read this over yourself and ingest it as I would suggest that you read over all of the lessons as well. So moving on to lesson 111. So for morning and evening review, you're going to give lesson 91. So lesson 111 is a review of lessons 91 and 92, and you're going to give five minutes in the morning to lesson 91 and five minutes in the evening to lesson 92, and you're going to contemplate these ideas whenever you can throughout the day, and you're not going to cast them by the wayside. So for morning and evening evening review, lesson 91, miracles are seen in light. I cannot see in darkness. Let the light of holiness and truth light up my mind and let me see the innocence within. So you're just going to kind of contemplate that idea or those words or those sentences, that italicized section as often as you can throughout the day today. And then lesson 92. Miracles are seen in light and light and strength are one. I see through strength the gift of God to me. My weakness is the dark his gift dispels by giving me his strength to take its place. And then on the hour, you're going to say miracles are seen in light. And then on the half hour, you're going to say miracles are seen in light and light and strength are one. So basically read over the whole lesson in the morning. Um, Devote five minutes to each one of the lessons and then refer back to the lessons as often as you can throughout the day. I believe that's it. You might want to read back over the review. A lot of this stuff is incredibly confusing, and unfortunately, the confusion that results or that comes as the result of trying to learn this stuff can effectively take people out. So you don't want to be one of those people who gets frustrated or overwhelmed or uh, just doesn't think they're doing it good enough, and so they just quit entirely. I think I told you I took at least a five- or a six-year break, maybe even longer. And when I picked the course back up several years later, or at least a few years later, uh, I basically just picked up where I left off. I sort of just did my own sort of a review I took the book to a Catholic church in my neighborhood, and I just sat in the pew, and I started reviewing it. So 
Uh, and, and I did like my own personal review. And then when I, I knew actually what lesson I had stopped off on, it was, I believe, lesson 169 or 269. It was one of those. And as soon as I caught myself back up to speed, I picked up where I left off several years prior and then ended up completing that, the course entirely. And I want to say it was 2020. It was right around COVID time that I started completing the course or that I finally completed the course. And during COVID time, my ego was crazy. Anybody will tell you, as many people's were. So there's a lesson coming up here not too long. The past is over. It can touch me not. And that's a really empowering place to stand or a really empowering way of relating to the past. Again, we don't want to bypass. Like if you've done something horrible in your life, we are not... It's, we're not excusing that behavior. We don't want to go ahead and pull a course of miracles and say, well, you know, I murdered that guy, but it's all just in the illusion. So, you know, it's not real. Like, that's not what we want to do. So perhaps we do have a healthy guilt or a healthy sense of regret for the past. We do not, however, want to ruminate on it and to use the things that we have done in the past to beat ourselves up and crucify ourselves mercilessly like all of us are prone to do. So do your best with this next review period, and we will keep plugging along here. And you're all doing a really great job. Appreciate each and every one of you. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. God song, one, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants, they beat me submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came shining through dusty blinds in a dim lit room and I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light it was that sweet the sweetest of surrenders Sweet, sweet, sweet The sweetest of surrenders Sweet, sweet, sweet The sweetest of surrenders Get it any way you can Get it any way you can And I don't need no motherfucking Bible To show me the errors of my ways But may God bless you If you keep one by your bedside I hope it you to heaven one day.